0: Yesterday, Apple's September event was good, but may have lacked some of the luster we have seen of prior events. Still, we saw a new iPad, an updated iPhone, and changes to Apple TV, amongst others. But it makes you wonder if maybe something else might be in the offing and in the near future. To take a look at what was revealed and what we may see coming forth, we welcome in Haley Sukama, who is a technology reporter at The Washington Post, as well as Richard Dasher, who is the director of the U.S.-Asia Technology Management Center, as well as executive director of the Center for Integrated Systems at Stanford University. Haley and Richard, thank you very much for coming on today. Thank
1: you for having
0: me. Thank you very much. Haley, I'll start with you. Uh, You were there at the event. a lot of excitement, kind of tame. What was your, your general reaction from what happened yesterday?
2: Well, I mean, I have to say that Apple really uh, they they introduce a lot. They definitely have a quantity um, of announcements to make. Um, I think you know, with the iPhone, the S cycle kind of phones are always more of an of an iterative update. Um, and with the iPad Pro and the Apple TV, I think it's kind of kind of interesting to see what Apple's laying down in terms of future avenues of business. Uh, the devices themselves were interesting, but kind of uh, more interesting for what they represent about what Apple might do in the future than, than exciting in, the, in and of themselves, I think.
0: Richard, what was your general reaction?
1: Actually, I agree. Uh, the one thing that I noticed was it took them over two hours to do their keynote. I wasn't able to go to the event, <laughs> but I uh, did log in and watch the keynote on uh, the computer, and it started off with Apple TV. I'm I'm sorry, it didn't start off with Apple TV, it started off with Apple Watch, and talked about that for quite a long time. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do with these things. I really agree with Haley.
0: Uh, Haley, it's it's interesting because uh, Tim Cook said, uh, getting to Apple TV, he said the future of television is apps. Uh, what did you take from that? I mean, because it is interesting. Apple TV is it's starting to gain a little bit of a hold, and obviously the, the whole TV sector is kind of getting ready to shift here, I, I would think, in the next five years or so.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is very interesting, I think, to see Apple sort of um, you know, they've always controlled hardware and software, and I think it's interesting to see them sort of take this leap into, into content. We've seen it with Apple Music a little bit, and sort of with Apple introducing yet another app store for the television, um, and the rumors that they're going to get into streaming themselves and sort of curate channels. Um, it is very interesting to hear what Cook is saying. Um, and it is true. You know, my colleague Cecilia King at The Post, she reported uh, yesterday that internet Uh, video advertising is finally starting to make a little bit of a dent into TV advertising, so we're seeing that flip definitely, and it seems like Apple really wants to be at the front of it.
0: Uh, what, what was the item specifically that drew probably your most attention? For me personally, it was the iPad pro because I think it's interesting that they're, they're kind of now separating, uh, the, the demographic in terms of the people they're trying to reach with the iPad, because everybody says this iPad pro is more, more business related.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I certainly agree. You know, um, Tim Cook has really been laying down a lot of groundwork in making, specifically the tablet, more of, a, of an enterprise device, more of a business device. We've seen that through their partnerships with IBM, with Cisco. You know, that's not exactly the sort of thing that maybe Steve Jobs would have liked. You know, I mean, not liked, but would have gone after in, in quite as aggressive a way. He was much more focused on everyday people. Um, but the iPad Pro is, you know, you look at all the demos they gave, all the software that they showed off. You know, they invited Microsoft on stage, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, definitely a business-focused uh, product.
0: Yeah, and that was an unusual tactic, I-, I would think, because uh, a lot of people obviously made the association right off the bat uh, with the Microsoft Surface tablet. Uh, it- it- that probably caught a lot of people off guard, I would think.
2: It certainly, it, did, it certainly caught me off guard when, uh, when Phil Schiller said, okay, and now we're going to welcome Microsoft to the stage. It went totally quiet in that room. No <laughs> one was even fidgeting.
1: <laughs> Richard? Richard. <laughs> yeah, it actually uh, got kind of a bit of bad press out on the Internet because uh, it looks like uh, Apple did what people used to in- accuse the Wintel monopoly of doing. Namely, it was introducing somebody else's uh, features several years after they had been introduced.
0: Uh, I'll ask this question. I was going to wait till uh, a little bit later, but I'll ask it now because I wanted to get over to the iPhone because the the, the release of of the latest iPhone, there wasn't a ton of change to it. They upgraded the camera. I guess they added this 3D touch uh, technology. So uh, I'll ask it to both of you. Haley, I'll start with you. I'm in a situation right now, (laughs) lay this right out. I've got the opportunity to get a new iPhone come March. So, the question is, with what you saw from the iPhone, the new iPhone 6 and 6S yesterday, should I be a consumer that should be buying this version, or maybe I should wait till next September and think about what might be the iPhone 7?
2: Well, that's a question I get a lot, as you may imagine. Yeah. Um, And it sort of depends on what device you have right now. Um, For example, I have an iPhone 5S.
0: Well, I've Uh, got that too, yeah.
2: You've got the 5S, yeah. I probably will upgrade just because I, I'm sort of intrigued by the larger screen and, you know, but my phone works fine and if there isn't really any, there isn't something really great to entice you to get to the success, you know, the, the force, the excuse me, the 3D touch is kind of nice. It's like having a right-click menu on your phone, which yeah. could be good. Um, and if you take a lot of photos, then that might be a compelling reason to upgrade.
0: Oh, I- um, I've got three kids that are under nine years' age, so I take a ton of photos. So so maybe I should do the upgrade. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Richard, what do you think? So uh, I've got an iPhone 6, and I probably would not go to the 6S. But, um, you know, it does, the new camera on it is very impressive, a 12-megapixel camera. But what I think was really interesting is now they have this Apple upgrade plan, where if you yeah. pay them something like 30 or $40 a month, then, uh, when the new version comes out, you will automatically uh, receive one every year.
0: And that's interesting as well because it, it basically just—they're trying to bring customers in on a full-time basis instead of, in some respects, dealing with the with the carriers. Correct, Richard?
1: That's correct. They are really distancing themselves from the carriers. The other thing that they're doing is they're really moving more toward a service-based business model in general. And this is one of the big changes that you're seeing a little bit of stuff, that, you know, with the TV, moving toward uh, focusing more on content and so forth, uh, is definitely a move in that direction
0: as well. You think, Haley, that uh, that the, the this payment plan is going to be a winner?
2: Um, so I admit I haven't done, I haven't had the time to do all of the math on it, Yeah. Uh, I do think, you know, a lot of people don't really like their carriers, and so they may may prefer to to deal with Apple. Um, I do think also offering an unlocked phone is an an interesting choice for
0: consumers. Haley, I know you have to leave in a minute, so I'll ask you uh, this as as we let you go. Uh, I kind of get the feeling, and I mentioned at the top, that there's more to come from Apple and probably in the near future. Uh, Do you think that's the case?
2: I definitely think that's the case. You know, we've been we've been waiting and waiting for them to announce this long-rumored streaming video service yeah. uh, to come in and basically do for the messy landscape of TV what they did for the messy landscape of music. Uh, and I think, you know, it's going to take a while maybe for them to bang out those deals, but I think we can
0: expect a lot more. And how much of a game-changer do you think they could be uh, for the, the TV industry just in general? Because a lot of people seem to think that if Apple gets it right, they have a chance to really put a dent in, in the consumer base of the cable industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, again, a, a lot of people really trust that Apple brand. Um, it, it, of course, depends a little bit on, I mean, it depends a lot on how they implement it. But I think they do have a good shot at it. It's it's a brand that people know and they trust, and they rely on Apple to simplify a lot of
0: things. Haley, I know you've uh, got some other things to do, so thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Thank you. Great, Haley Skyama from the uh, from the Washington Post. We continue with Richard Dasher, and your questions uh, for Richard about Apple are more than welcome at eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. I want to get back to Apple TV for a second, Richard, because uh, one of the other things that was brought up uh, with, with some of the changes was Siri being added to Apple TV, and then also gaming as well. Uh, two areas w- which I wanted to get your your reaction to.
1: I think those are both really important developments. A lot really does depend on just what kind of service they provide in regard to content. But what you're seeing is the um, careful growth of an ecosystem that will eventually probably have um, control over most of the things in your house and uh, possibly follow you around wherever you are so that you will interface with... um, your data and your applications that are stored in the cloud a lot uh, easier. The OS that they have announced, the version 2 TV OS Mm -hmm. that they announced with Apple TV is going to allow third-party apps development. So immediately that's the gamers, right, the game development people. But more broadly, it could also turn the TV into the access point for a home Internet, home network.
0: And that's something that, in some respects, I think, if memory serves me, it was Sony that was trying to do uh, that they could really link in all kinds of things right through their gaming systems, correct?
1: That's correct. But, you see, the problem is uh, this is something that only a big company can do there's a lot of focus these days on startup company innovation, okay. but it really takes a powerhouse like Apple who knows how to deliver content and services as well as uh, a variety of hardware and be able to link those. The glue that holds all these things together is really where their value added is going to come from.
0: And it really doesn't seem like there is any other company, I think, right now that has the capability to do that, that that has kind of their tentacles out in the variety of areas that Apple already does.
1: Not exactly like Apple, but I would watch Google.
0: Okay. Why so?
1: Because I think that Google has also, in June this year, both apple and google announced their kind of operating systems for what people are calling internet of things and google is an open system that uh... is going to be compatible with just about anybody's kind of device whereas apple is definitely building up things that have to fit with its system its hardware and so i think that what will really depend what will really be decisive is the developers decide to go with.
0: We're talking with uh, Richard Dasher uh, of Stanford University. Your comments are welcome at 844-942-7866 if you'd like to ask him a question about uh, Apple products or the future of Apple. Uh, I mentioned it with Haley, and I'll ask you as well, uh, how much do you think Apple has the chance to really change the TV itself? Uh, and really make a dent into the cable industry going forward, let's just say, five years out?
1: I think they have a huge uh, opportunity. What we saw yesterday with Apple TV, the hardware, is the enabling necessary technology. What we really haven't seen is just what kind of a content service they're going to deliver.
0: You mentioned Apple Watch, and uh, I'll bring that up as well, because seemingly Apple Watch hasn't done as well, as probably they would have hoped, uh, you know, there just hasn't been that that following. I think obviously a lot of people have gone out to get the Apple Watch, uh, but it is the changes that they made, a couple that they did, are they changes that will resonate enough with consumers to even drive more sales, or has Apple Watch kind of at least for right now hit kind of that that level that it's really not going to go beyond?
1: I have to say I'm not as excited about what they're doing with the watch as I am with uh, other things. I do think that the the Apple TV was by far the most interesting technology that they introduced yesterday. Uh the watch itself okay, so now you can use Apple Pay on your watch. All right. Now you can uh you have Facebook Messenger on watch mm-hmm. and the translate function was kind of cool where basically you can really use your watch like Dick Tracy would. Um, But, uh, you know, to me, that's not going to make me go out and throw away my old $39 Timex.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Richard Dasher joins us from Stanford University. He's the executive director of the Center for Integrated Systems. He's also uh, director of the U.S.-Asia Technology Management Center. Uh, Your comments are welcome uh, about Apple. We're talking about Apple's event yesterday, which had uh, an updated iPhone. It also had uh, the new iPad Pro that is out there and uh, some of the shifts to Apple TV. I'm very myself as a consumer, and I don't know where you fall in this, Richard. But I'm very interested, and in, I keep very close watch on Apple TV. My my uh, my ex wife has Apple TV at her place. I have cable at mine. I'm very close to making that shift right now to Apple TV, and I think a lot of other consumers are kind of in that realm as well because they've seen what Apple TV can be. I think they've probably seen what Sling can be. You know, some of these other opportunities just instead of having to get locked in to that $150, 200 a month where you have to have cable and your internet and, in some cases, a home phone as well.
1: I agree with you. I think that the whole TV kind of uh, payment system and you know having to subscribe to premium channels and so forth is probably going to be on the way out. And I think this new TV can help it be on the way out. <laughs> Uh, It will disrupt the uh, kind of pricing structure that people are paying for the content that they watch. Uh, Already, young people are watching most things on demand. They're saving it on DVR and watching the programs when they want to see it, uh, fast-forwarding through commercials. And, uh, you know, this Apple TV is one step beyond, beyond that. What you've got is you've got a big company which is very carefully moving into the next generation of how we interact with information technology. They are being very careful in regard to not telling people what they think will win and lose. Yeah. The things that they announced yesterday were clearly for general consumers. This was not for the <laughs> development community. This was for the people who will go out to the stores and, and yeah. actually buy things. And... Um, Yet uh, they are moving one step closer each time to a really new kind of seamless, transparent interaction of people with their information technology.
0: Is, is Siri going to be a winner for Apple TV? I think so. Why so?
1: I think that uh, first of all, you've it's something that Siri is almost made for. Yep. Limited number of voice commands. Uh, it will be easy for her to interact. You're not going to have all of these frustrating experiences where Siri says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I think that this will free you up so that as you're walking through the room, you tell the TV to do something.
0: Yeah, because you're, you're basically, when you're talking about Apple TV, you're going to say, Siri, I want ESPN, or Siri, I want uh, Disney Channel, or Siri, I want this, correct?
1: That's exactly right. Plus, over the long term, you're going to just do what people used to do on Star Trek and say, computer, do this, right? That's true. They're exactly right. So uh, I think that um, Siri is definitely a huge advantage that they have in the system right now over anybody else. Uh, there are other digital assistants, but um, Siri is further along.
0: The iPad Pro announcement. Uh, we've we've seen some articles about how maybe uh, the the desktop computer might be starting to make a comeback. Would a product like the iPad Pro maybe bring it back to the bring the discussion back to the tablet side?
1: Well, Apple got punished a little bit yesterday in its stock because people figured that this is going to eat in more into laptop sales. Yeah, and laptops are are typically more expensive it's very interesting to see if this really does become the new version of the laptop and if this really kind of replaces the laptop i know a number of people who when they bought their first ipads were kind of disappointed to find out that the functionality was not what they wanted from a laptop uh... and this is definitely moving back toward um... giving them full office as well as uh, personal functionality with the thing. The larger screen, the fact that it integrates with a new keyboard and has a new keyboard connector, Mm -hmm. all of that uh, was uh, something that yeah, they kind of missed in earlier versions of the product. Microsoft Surface came out with it before they did. Yeah and uh so yeah okay it's maybe <laughs> apple copying microsoft is kind of like the dog instead of the dog biting the man the man biting the dog right
0: right but it, it was interesting when you when you think about it that even though microsoft kind of beat them to the punch with with this they made obviously a very open recognition of the fact that hey you know microsoft did this and and we're following along
1: yes uh and of course the way they did it uh you wouldn't until Microsoft came out and demoed Office on the iPad Pro uh you wouldn't you would not know they existed right
0: yeah we're talking with Richard Dasher, Stanford University. A few more minutes with him. If you have a question for Richard talking about uh, Apple and some of the Apple products uh, announced yesterday, uh, the number is 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. Last couple of minutes, talk about what's next. And, and a lot of people obviously are still thinking that, you know, the, this. This build-out of Apple TV will happen at some point. I guess these agreements uh, with the various content providers is the biggest uh, stumbling block right now for Apple, correct?
1: That's their biggest challenge on the business side.
0: What are the, what are uh, the, what are the ones, though, that they really still need to get done?
1: In terms of uh, what kind of agreements?
0: Yeah, and, and companies that they want to bring onto Apple TV.
1: Well, actually, I think that uh, they're probably in the process of doing that. I haven't really looked into their individual agreements with publishers, but I think that um, introducing the TV OS with this version of Apple TV is going to hedge their risk so that it's not just TV content. Okay. This could also really become a much better um, game device. As games are developed native for Apple TV,
0: and that was a big thing as well that they mentioned, is that the, the, the game makers are really focusing on trying to serve Apple specifically, and not just look at you know putting games out there in general for the for the whole world of the computer uh, That's of the right. computer.
1: And there's a lot of nice features. You know, their remote controller for the Apple TV basically functions like the Nintendo Wii controller. so that it's sensitive to movements and angles and gestures.
0: 844 Wharton is the number to give us a call. 844-942-7866. We're talking with Richard Dasher of Stanford University. He is the Executive Director of the Center for Integrated Systems. He follows uh, everything that goes on in Silicon Valley very closely. Jim is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. Great to have you on the show.
3: Thanks. Hey, Richard, I, I, I saw your comment earlier uh, about the monthly fee that Apple introduced yesterday to be able to trade up on the iPhone uh, when it's introduced uh, uh-huh. was real interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, just the way that it changes it, the way that Apple interacts with the consumer, but also uh, the whole conversation that you guys were having earlier uh, about do you trade, when do you trade, and Apple being able to look at their developers and some of their products uh, technology providers and tell them, you know, what kind of take rate they're going to have. I was hoping to get you to talk a little bit more about that, because that actually was the most interesting thing for me from the uh, Apple announcement yesterday.
1: Well, I think that oh, as a long-term thing, uh, in a way, I was not too surprised, but uh, I was, <laughs> yet I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, I think that, you know, the, um other uh, the the carriers had always been offering these upgrade plans, but now that Apple offers it itself, uh, they are definitely taking more control away from uh, of the business from the carriers. Um, you will see um, they've always Apple has always had a very powerful relationship with um, the people who are developing um, hardware that can be used with its system. Um, But now, really, you're seeing an unlocked phone that uh, you can get one a year, basically uh, paying all along as you get it. It'll be interesting to me to see if people sign up for it. Uh, This is new for a phone maker to do this. And so we'll see within the next six months, really, how this picks up.
0: Jim, let me ask you, do you think you're going to be doing something like that? Because I think I saw it was going to be like $32 a month. So you're talking about realistically about $370, $380 for a year that you have to set aside specifically for a phone.
3: Well, so two things I would say. One, I, I think it depends on where you are on the adoption curve. I'm an early adopter, so yes, I will be doing it because when they introduce uh, a new device. Uh, I, I usually upgrade, and I'm out of plan with my carrier and uh, everything else. So I, I end up paying a, a relatively steep rate to do that. Yep. Uh, but two, for me, having uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm I would call myself a, an Apple guy. I'm, I'm not an Apple loyalist. Uh, uh, I don't own an iWatch, but I have a ton of Apple devices in the house. Uh, but for me, it's interesting with Apple TV, the additional fees that they could start uh, adding on to that, not just for the uh, iPhone, but for uh, distribution and content services and some of the other stuff. Uh, I, I think it just changes completely the way that a hardware, uh, it, We I think a lot of times we think of, of Apple as a hardware uh, company, yeah. a hardware company relates to their customers by being able to get a reoccurring revenue stream
1: uh, for future
3: offerings. Jim, I think
1: we're on the way to that. I think you have a really good point with that. Uh, Yesterday was not the total transition to this new way. Apple still looks like a hardware company. Uh, But definitely uh, this movement is happening. One thing that might make it attractive, I wonder if it's like leasing a car versus buying a car. The tax implications for somebody that owns their own business is quite interesting.
0: Jim, thanks very much for the call. Again, 844 Wharton is the number, 844-942-7866. One last comment then uh, from you, uh, Richard, as we get ready to go. Um, What is the biggest thing outside of Apple TV that you expect to see coming up in the next year for Apple? Wow. (laughs) I know, it's a broad question Um, for you. I actually
1: think that they may support the iPad Pro. And I think that this may be a sea change in whether they really push that to actually take some of the uh, increase the size of the business of people who are really using uh, these devices for business.
0: It, it does really give them the opportunity to really go after a variety uh, of corporate clients even more so that than they really have ever been able to do before.
1: That's correct. Uh, the functionality is a lot better than the old ones. And uh, it's, it's an impressive device in terms of just, you know, which devices I wish I had <laughs> upgrade real quick to. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Richard, great to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on the show. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.